Hello and welcome to Forget the Numbers, the ACCA student podcast. I'm Connor and I'm here with Alan. Hello. So in the aftermath of the exam results, we've talked with students, reviewed examiner reports and discussed with our tutors. And one thing is starting to become clearer, the reason why so many students are failing. We'll be talking about this and the things you can do to get yourself on the right side of the pass mark. We'll also look at recent news stories, including a case of some valuable missing stock for a fashion company and what one country is doing to attract top talent before getting to this week's student question. So, Alan, we've had a lot of time the last couple of days talking with students, reviewing examiner feedback, talking with their tutors. And I think whereas before we, we wondered why are the pass rates so low, what are students not getting? And if anything, some kind of glaring issues are starting to become clearer yes. and they're quite explicitly said in examiner reports which we've always kind of stated but even more so I found <laughs> they tried to hammer it home um, even clearer and then there was a lot of very interesting stuff from the results webinar yes. which we found interesting um, and surprising we can, yeah. s- we can still be surprised after all of this I know just we thought we were getting a, a handle on it yeah um, I suppose maybe to start what was the thing you found most surprising that students are doing i i think i think we've talked about this um i was surprised on our webinar the amount of students who told us that they're surprised that they failed and they didn't attempt the whole paper so we had a number of questions saying oh i got 45 out of 90 marks attempted uh, one student got 40 marks out of 70 attempted and they're uh, definitely we got the impression that on the day they're coming across and saying like why is ACCA making me fail yeah and you kind of go well you know I mean especially the, the like 40 out of 70 if you even kept anywhere near that ratio if you had attempted the other 30 marks yeah you'd like have flown that paper uh, yeah yeah you'd sitting be... pre- you wouldn't probably wouldn't have bothered attending our webinar because you'd done so well <laughs> yeah, you... and it's just that like there has to be some like it's it's that whole thing that I think about 50% of your marks you get, um, or nearly 80% of your marks you get in the first 50% of your time that you spend an exam question. Yeah. So like all that extra time students spend in that three-hour window working on perfecting 70% of the content, they're better off leaving that and trying the the other 30%, and I think they would have done much better. So I think from a student perspective, that was the big surprise. Yeah, I think from a student perspective, it, we put place a huge amount of value on exam technique, and I think we we think everyone's taking on that, uh, that on board, and people think there's this big mystery to exam technique, but it's actually quite simple things mm-hmm. like time management, planning, making sure you're applying to the scenario, reading the requirement. But I think what we were realizing is people are going into the exam and whether they, they might have been doing it in their preparation and maybe they're just panicking on the day, but even that's an element of, of your kind of exam technique. But people aren't thinking about those key things when they're in the exam hall. And anyone who's left behind 30% of the paper that would just make me think there, there's no element of time management, that they're not even looking at a clock. They're just jumping into questions, mm. writing as much as they can, and suddenly they're hearing time's up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've only attempted 70% of the paper. So, yeah, and and which we'd say for you to, to pass the paper only doing 70%, you, you have to be doing... Um, getting outrageous results, which which is not the approach you want to be, be trying to take. So I think that was a real clear thing, that people still don't put the value that you need to consciously manage your time yeah. and you need to consciously think about exam technique and when you're going into that exam hall and when you're handed the paper you need you know people think you need to be going over 
certain elements of the content the, or trying to memorize the five, five things advantages. about advantages yeah. or disadvantages yeah. or this will definitely come up in yeah yeah and you're trying to keep that in your head friend actually what you need to be doing is is clearing your head of that stuff and focusing on key exam technique things and things you've you remember seeing an examiner's report and even if you need to just jot a few bullet points down just to clear them up in your head but it, they are the essential things and if you can get that part right um, because that's the, the core part that you can attempt all questions that you manage the time if you're doing all that you'll be amazed the extra marks you'll squeeze out mm. because it gives you a chance to show your knowledge or to dig a bit deeper or to try get something out on the page but I think anybody who's listened to us in the past knows we like to use some sporting analogies. Yeah, and, yeah. And just to go use, for it. I thought we were missing something. And, and just to use another one. Um, and I think I've used this before and you, you kind of think, and anybody familiar with rugby and uh, a kicker taking a kick um, to get it between the posts and they always take their time and you see them looking at the posts and they're not thinking about, I have to kick the ball in a certain spot. They're not thinking about any of that. They're look. They're imagining what the end result is going to be of the ball going over, over the bar, and in the same way as you said, when you're walking into the exam, you shouldn't be thinking of the five advantages to this or what does IFRS sixteen really mean or anything like that. You should be thinking, what's your plan? I have fifteen minutes of planning. I have. I know how many marks I have per question. I'm going to split it all up. I'm going to manage my time. I'm going to attempt every question. They are the things that should be filling your mind before you see the exam paper, not anything else. And if you went in with that plan and you stuck to it, even even 95%, 90%, anywhere close to that, stuck to it, I think you'd be a huge success in the exam. Yeah, and it's not, people think it's something, okay, you have to do in your your head, but if you're someone who struggles to, you know, be looking at the clock or to manage that in your head, right beside the question, you know, 10 marks, 18 minutes, I need to move off this at 18 minutes past one, let's say, if you started one, and have that in your head and stick to that. And as I said, you'd be amazed. I think any of those people who um, were leaving those those marks behind in the paper, you know, if, if they had can just adjust that one thing, they'd be amazed with the results they start seeing. Yeah, well, I, I think like that, the person, for example, who got 40 out of 70, um, I, I personally think they probably would have got at least 35 out of 70 if they'd stuck to time. Yeah. And they would have got lots of other marks yeah, in the other yeah. percent, and they would have passed the exam. And so like this, you kind of have to be getting, you're looking at getting 60 out of 70 marks if you only did that part of paper to really ensure that you've passed, Mm. to to really guarantee that you've passed. And like there's not many people who achieve and for those people who achieve those marks are actually getting in the 90s because they've mastered everything and and they're a different breed of people. But um, you're not going to pass an ACC exam in the main by attempting um, less than 100% of the marks. Yeah, yeah. And any examiner report will will state that. Normally in the first paragraph, they s- say something about time oh, management yeah. and the students that did well are the ones that manage that. So moving on to the something we saw in a lot of the examiner's reports, and it was interesting, I was talking with some of our different tutors, particularly on the strategic professional subjects. Um, but one thing which cropped up across the board, and we were kind of digging into this, is that a lot of students are coming into strategic professional or into applied skills, um, you know, without that prior knowledge Mm. of 
subject. So let's say, as, as an example, if you were doing performance management, you have a weak management accounting base that you're bringing in. Or if you're doing advanced performance management, you have a weak um, performance management, that applied skill knowledge. And what all the examiner's reports talk about, um, and what we talked about with our tutors, is that, you know, without these good foundations and a good understanding of that content, it's very difficult to actually analyze and interpret and evaluate and make conclusions for a scenario that you're seeing in the paper if you don't understand those underlying basics, because that's what you use to interpret the information. But then how you score the marks is bringing that interpretation into your answer. Well, if you look at, let's using advanced financial management as an example, it has a pass rate in December of 33%, which anybody listening, it should be scary. And one of the major things is the assumed knowledge. And another comment that's late, although if you read the examiner's report, they're not directly linked, but I think there's a strong link between the two. The examiner also mentions that students spend longer doing the computational part of the question than they do doing the narrative part. And there's often a lot of marks going for narrative. And I think the reason why that is is because they don't have that basic underlying skill or knowledge that's required. So those sometimes those numerical parts, it's not that they're spending, well, they are spending longer, but it's not intention. It's, it's because it's taking them longer. Yeah. Because I think a lot of the time they're trying to follow and remember a process that they did from a similar question than they practiced. Yeah, yeah. Instead of understanding what's trying to be achieved. Yeah. Um, and I think if you're doing I don't know, a simple net present value calculation, um, the, the calculation in APM, even if you have to do it, but the calculations in APM aren't that much more difficult than in performance management, mm. for example. But the difficulty is, is that if you don't know how to do them quickly, concisely and relatively accurately, then you won't have any assessment, you won't have any interpretation, you won't have any discussion, and you just end up with 30-odd marks. Yeah, yeah. And I think this, it's, a, it's no coincidence. So I think SPR has always been a little bit different because it's an accounting-based paper. And then SBL is very different. But if you take the, if you just even stick to the four optional, like if you think about it now, all the pass marks for all four of them are somewhere between 30 and 35% mm. and are consistently, yes, there's little jumps here and there, but consistently end up in that bracket. And we talked yesterday about taxation, for example. Advanced tax is still income tax, corporation tax, inheritance yeah, tax. Yeah. All of those like five or six things that are on the taxation paper. But if you don't know how to do the basics you won't be able to get to the numbers that you need in order to make that, do that analysis and provide that advice. Yeah, and I, I think that as a foundation, if you have those good basics and you have that good exam technique that we talked about, and then what your study is doing is topping up that knowledge and technique mm -hmm. with the more advanced topics and the more complex issues of the syllabus. But if you're building from that good base of knowledge and exam technique, that's where you'll get success. And that's you you build that into each question you're doing. At, and there will be content you don't know, but that's what you top up. But there's people getting kind of a, f a false sense of security because they are doing complicated questions. They're learning off the solution and mm. the approach without understanding it. And then, as you said, they see a question similar in the exam and they can't differentiate the two. And I think that that was something I found um, really interesting. And it, it probably ties into 
time management issues is, let's say, um, to use advanced performance management, because this is one thing that was referenced in the examiner report, that there might be a question asking you to do some ratio analysis, um, and it might specifically be around, you know, liquidity of the mm. company or something like that. And a similar question could come up in audit. And people have seen a ratio analysis question before where they do profit ratios, liquidity yeah. ratios, gearing things, and they can't differentiate the key ratio that they actually need to do. So they do, do 19 ratios. So they do all these ones. <laughs> they get the computations done, um, but they don't have time to analyze it. And the examiner can see they don't really know which which one it's going at and they, they lose time. So if you have that good base, you... Each question you see, you can pick the, the knowledge you need to bring in and then you apply that to the scenario. So I think that was a, a huge thing we learned from from reading all the reports and talking with our tutors is that, you know, people are, are thinking they've moved to strategic professional level and they're ignoring the fact that they need to have these these basics, that it's it's part of the assumed knowledge going into these courses. And, you know, the big thing, and, and we'll be, be stressing it um, as we build up to the exams, is there, you know, there's no shame in going back no. and, and re-watching content. And with your subscription, you've access to all the previous content. So if you do think, you know, I am a bit weak on ratios or on um, any part of a, a, a syllabus, go back, just watch that video or go back, attempt a question from the previous course. And if you ace that question, you know, okay, I actually do have that. But if you don't, perfect, solve that issue now a few weeks out from your exam and it, you'd be amazed what that good base uh, brings into the, the future exams for you. And I can hear people nearly thinking at us or shouting at us now that, um, oh, I don't have time. This is strategic professional. I, I don't have that much time to study. I, I, I need to spend all my time in strategic professional. There's a reason why people are getting 30 to 35 mark percent on mm. average or pass rate. You are not different. <laughs> we all love to think we're different. Yeah. That like we're never the same. That when I get sick, I get more sick than anybody else gets sick. But we all think we're we're different, but we're not. We're the same, and that's what exams do. Exams kind of are a level the playing field a little bit, and the pass rates don't lie over time. And I think one of the big things you're not wasting your time. You'd be amazed the difference it would make to you to just spend a couple of days, a couple of hours a day, whatever it might be, just going back and and. We just did the cheat sheets right this week, Connor. So, yep. like, um, I think we've we've highlighted for strategic professional subjects the the major topics to concentrate on and a question to, to and kind of giving you guidance about how to assess yourself and what to do if it's kind of good or bad. And I think that that's valuable. And again, you're you're not wasting your time. In fact, I think you're wasting your time doing a strategic professional exam if you haven't done this part. Yeah, and I, what I always find interesting is people. People don't make the connection where they, they always look at these as separate subjects. Mm. They don't see the, the channels up through, like I said, management accounting to performance management to advanced performance management. And the, the it may sound obvious, but the key is in the name. It's, it's advanced performance management. You're never going to be able to pass advanced performance management if you don't know performance management. Mm. And all of that advanced syllabus is going to bring elements of the previous syllabus in. It just takes it to the, the kind of next level at strategic professional of um, analysis and interpretation and evaluation. So if you can build that, that good base in, not only will it obviously help you as you're working through the lower level subjects, but it puts you in a really good position when you get to strategic professional. 
Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram for extra content, important news, live streams, study tips, and much more. So our first story this week is what one country are doing to keep top talent um, within their country and coming to their country. And it's something we've seen before, um, certain countries lowering income tax rates for young employees, because now the world is so um, global that people do move around for jobs. They can work for foreign companies. So France are making it easier for companies to hand out shares to employees in a bid to attract more tech workers. Um, France, you know, we've seen a lot of stuff of France trying to become a kind of tech hub of Europe. Mm -hmm. So the government has plans um, that will make it possible for foreign companies to share ownership with employees based in France. And they're also uh, removing restrictions on startup visas um, in France so that they can they can get top talent coming in there. Um, it's kind of uh, this story is a bit in light of this feared brain drain from Europe, which has been happening mm. uh, with people going to Silicon Valley. Um, and a lot of what they put this down to is these complicated stock, stock option policies that people can't get within Europe. So top um, kind of tech workers and even executives are staying in in places like Silicon Valley. Um, it's certainly an issue other countries have had and most countries in Europe and Germany have been pretty... Um, I think tech workers there have been pretty vocal about it, but they've been slow to change anything. Um, but I suppose it's just another case of how you can kind of how governments can innovate to to try influence workers who stay and workers who come. Well, it's no longer about um, maybe fifty years ago or even sooner that uh, it was about attracting big companies to build big factories. Yeah, uh, in their in their countries and. France and Ireland and everybody would be chasing after maybe Dell or, or any of these and they still are but it's not where a lot of manufacturing has moved away mm. like Ireland, France, UK wouldn't be countries necessarily that would um, would be a natural base for manufacturing anymore and it's all to do with cost levels and taxation yeah, yeah. And, and all those type of things and so you have to kind of the one thing about the, the brain rather than the brawn, I guess, is that hmm. the, the brain, you have to follow where the people are for something, for a tech thing like that. And if they can attract the people in and create successful companies, it's obviously a huge knock-on effect. Um, and it's even better for the environment. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> aside from that. Um, but no, it's a big, it, it's a big thing. And it's, a, it's a good attempt. But uh, I think everybody's doing slightly different things. Was it Lithuania or Latvia we talked about before, reducing the income tax? Yeah, yeah. Or, yes, a Nordic company. And yeah. We've, um, yeah, even Ireland have their, I know they they changed the tax on stock options yeah. from the income tax rate to the CGT. It's all, people are trying to do little things to keep people, but what often happens, we saw with Ireland and corporation taxes, certain countries do better things and then people yeah. move there. So it's kind of a balancing act on how you keep your own employees. And, you know, as a country, you don't want to make the changes too drastic in case overall you affect the tax income. of the, yeah. And it's too drastic of an impact. And then obviously there's the EU, so you can only do so much because you don't want to upset your neighbours and all, all of those different things. So, um, But it's, it's the right attempt. But I think in Europe, there's still that challenge. The other thing that comes with the US and Silicon Valley is, is the investors. Yeah, and, and there's a big capital issue for There's for a big capital in issue Europe. in startup in Europe. And, and I think you don't have the money or the um, maybe the level of risk-taking yeah. inherent in 
in a lot of people in Europe compared to those in the US. And I think these are all little bits, but I think it's until capital is more available for countries or for companies that that's where they're still going to continue to struggle. Um, So I guess we move on to um, my one, which I find quite, it's not funny for the company, but I find (laughs) quite curious. Um, So the fashion retailer, Ted Baker, um, has said that it overvalued its stock by 58 million pounds. Um, and only last month they said they've overvalued it by 25 million pounds. So <laughs> yeah. it's like we've lost 25 million in a week. We thought yeah. it was in those boxes over there, but when we looked in the boxes, they were empty. And it's just, it's a bizarre, it's a bizarre thing. And I think it's back to um, last week we talked about my pet subject of the FAI and, yeah, and, and Deloitte own. and Deloitte leaving. And it's funny because in this case, KPMG were the auditors who spotted the 25 million um and then they brought in Deloitte to do an investigation and then Deloitte said, no, 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 it's 58 million. <laughs> and it's just, they all just swap roles. Yeah. And like, and I, in this article, they talk about how it's kind of embarrassing for KPMG because Deloitte found the issue. But I'm sure KPMG are finding issues for Deloitte. And it's yeah, just, yeah, it'll, it's all, swings it's around all quite funny. <laughs> but I think, um, so we talk all the time about how kind of accounting standards play a big role in professional accounting exams. Um and a lot of students was asked us, why do we have to learn these kind of regulations? And there's lots of there's lots of areas that you can go into, whether you're the person doing the accounts or whether you're the person involved in auditing accounts, without knowing how companies should have valued their stock and without understanding that, that they have a process, you, you're going to make mistakes like losing yeah. 58 million pounds. Yeah. Like, which is, and like, the, the the former boss has already stepped down over what's described as misconduct sales or, or misconduct claims. Um, their sales and profits have gone down. Um, and I think there was a, a recent case a number of years ago where Tesco inflated their income by kind of bringing in income that they may get in the future. And, yeah. and I think... It's it's amazing that companies are still trying this, um, but it kind of does come out um, in the end, and it's going to be really, it's going to be really um, interesting to see where this actually ends up. Yeah, I think. Well, the first thing I was thinking about is all the stock takes I'd have to do back in my audit days, yeah. and thinking, you know, there's some um, some poor auditor somewhere who's have to do this but these are I suppose it does put into a context these systems that you have in place with with audits or with companies and even in cases where it's not fully found but that things like this can go under the radar and there can be a balance on a listing somewhere and you know no one's maybe actually checking if that valuation is appropriate if that stock exists where it is um you know is it being accounted for in more than one place so Mm -hmm. so you do get an idea of how all these you know certainly factor in in an audit side but as you said for any um accounting like the impact that this can have how that has to be adjusted for and then in any case study you know the the effect Mm -hmm. that that can have on on how people view the company how shareholders are looking at it it's you know even a brand name is kind of pulled through the mud when you see that um stuff like this can be be going wrong and i think these are very um i think we see in all the exams that we're involved in these are very typical scenarios or case studies that are used or even part of a, a, a smaller part of a case study where they talk about stock and they stock, talk about issues. So it does really help to kind of 10, 15 minutes a day on your phone instead of 
playing whatever games that you do play, spending 15 minutes reading the news and kind of getting keeping up to date not only what the issues are but what people suggest could be the solution could yeah. very much help you in exam and I think setting. what we've always said is when you can make that connection between what you're studying and how relevant it is in the real world when you make that link you'll see the value in everything that you're studying try us for free by registering for a basic plan on learnsignal.com to get everything you need to pass your exams so, Connor, we've talked about a lot of tips and we've talked a lot about a lot of um, things that um, we're making offer and how students should approach their exams. I still think there's a bit of confusion and we talked about that plan about going into the exam. So what do you think the, the best idea for students is to get that plan, to get that, um, how they're going to kind of react in an exam setting? Yeah, so we've, um, and you kind of touched on this earlier, um, it, it can be, you know, when you're listening to, to podcasts and webinars and you're hearing the, vi- uh, the advice in a variety of sources, it can maybe be hard to, to get it all into one place and to consider it as one thing. So we have put together and updated our cheat sheets, which are available for every course. And they give this advice and exam um, technique and, you know, what are the key things you need to be considering, not just with your study now up to the exam, but um, also on the day of the exam into one place. So we have these PDF cheat sheets. They're available up on every course in the course resource section. So for anyone, whatever subject you're going to be sitting next, my advice is after you finish listening to this, you go, you download that now, you read it now so that you can bring it into your study over the next few weeks. But this is something I would have on your desk or in your work. And it's something I just keep going back to because everything we talked about earlier about having a good base for the subject, good foundation knowledge, but also the key exam technique things. And also it points you to some key resources. That's all contained within this short cheat sheet. So if you can get a handle on all of that, you'll be in a really good position for your exams. I think if, if you can, and the, the earlier you, you kind of put it into your study, and it might feel harder to do questions now when you're trying to keep, keep that in, but that will get easier. And I think the earlier you, you get that in the day of the exam, this will just become second nature. You won't even be wasting your kind of conscious time figuring it out or what do I have to do? You'll just automatically slip into that routine of I have to count my minutes. I only have so much time. Yeah. I have to attempt every question that that will all just become second nature, second yeah. nature. And then the exam should be much easier. And I think the results will will improve a lot. So we're going to finish up there for today. Remember, do download your cheat sheet. You can get it in the course resource section on the Learn Signal site for every subject. Um, and we will see you again next week. Best of luck with your study. Bye bye.